0: It's that time of the year. It's the end of August. And once you get to the final seven to 10 days, you know, high school football is going to start in North Dakota and nine man and class, A start up on Friday night. And that means double a AA and triple a will be next week, right? Going into Labor Day weekend. But before we get to double a and talk about Shanley moving to class three, a and West Fargo, Cheyenne, Bismarck high centuries of the world, Hillsborough, Central Valley, going back to double a, what Bismarck St. Mary's is going to bring with the brand new spanking stadium out in the capital city let's talk nine man and class a football with us is jody Norsted of midco sports network and jody I, before we begin here man i'm starting to look at the regions i'm looking at the teams there's some familiar faces but also because teams moving up or moving down all of a sudden you're going ooh. there's a couple of teams that haven't played each other in years now or are going to be in their own backyard and in the same region for example Northern Maple Valley going down to Nyman this year going to square off with a team like Weimar Lidgewood. It's been a while for those two programs to, you know, find off uh, against each other, Jody.
1: Yeah, and I think that gets the the kids excited about opportunities like that to be part of different matchups than they have been in the past. It just gives you kind of that fresh little buzz going into the season where all right, now, you know, hope springs eternal because uh, a lot of these teams are moving into different places whether it be different classes or different regions. And all of a sudden, you have you have hope that hey, we don't know exactly what a lot of these teams are going to be in this region or this division. So uh, I think that adds a little a little flavor to to this fall. What we know is that Richland, if we start in Region 1 for Nyman, Jody,
0: Richland likes to throw the ball a lot. They got Cole Myers and a number of guys who had a really good season last year. Back, you look at a Mayport CG team, the Darlings, a, a few years back uh, losing in the quarterfinals, and then you kind of mix them in with now Maple Valley, Griggs Makota, who broke off with uh, that Central Dakota uh, region, and Barnes County North going to Valley City, so there's some newness there. Finley, Sharon Hope, Page with Irie and state a running back. You look at at Region 2, New Rockford, Cheyenne, Cavalier, no surprise, St. John's up there in Region 2. Region 3, Powers Lake, the Ranchers, the only team from the semifinals to return because the three other teams that made the semis are in Class A now. And then you look at Region 4, Napoleon, Linton, Kidder County, there's going to be some travel games out in Region 4. But what most intrigues you about nine-man this year, Jody?
1: I think it's almost the teams that have left. Because as we talked about earlier, three of the four teams that were in the Semifinals are up to Class A in New Salem, Glenallan, and Thompson and Oaks. So uh, we're going to get some fresh faces uh, emerging from this crop. But uh, I mean, you look at a New Rockford Cheyenne team. There's also a lot of talent uh, at this level because a lot of guys that are already committed to play Division One football. You look at Bo Belquest going to UND, Jack Irie, another one of those players uh, from Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page. But a, a lot of talent in this division, and I think it's it's kind of spread across the state. And you talked about all the travel that they have to do out west, Chase. That's going to be kind of grueling, but a lot of these teams have, have gotten used to this over the years. It's not a surprise to anyone. Um, but like you mentioned, right here in our own backyard, Region 1, I, I look at Richland as kind of being the, the team to beat. Uh, their offense is exciting. Uh, they need to be able to stop teams defensively. But uh, with the returning quarterback, Cole Myers, it seems like he's been playing forever. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be one of those teams to beat. Cavalier uh, right up the the interstate and, and over a little bit uh, is going to be another one of those teams that is – perennially uh, just a contender year after year. They get a guy in Tanner Urlaub back who got injured in the season opener last year against Thompson, Uh, so he's going to be a big force. Andre Courier, a guy that's committed to play Division I football at NDSU, so they have a lot of pieces, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a competitive division where you don't have the Thompsons or New Salem Glen Allens at this division anymore. Granted, they lost a lot of their guys anyway, so who knows where they would have fit in uh, this fall. But they're off in Class A, so this is going to be a, an interesting uh, nine-man.
0: Which is what I was going to ask you, because in previous years, you kind of felt like Thompson was the, the, the team last year. They were the... Creme de la creme, they were the diamond at the top. You felt like the Holsteins with what they had and how many years they've been the Dakota Bowl. Shiloh Christian, they're always you know knocking on the door and trying to make it. So how fun is it this year covering nine man? Because I think when you talk to the coaches, they've all are saying the same thing, which is there's some parity within the regions. There's going to be one or two teams that you can probably pick that is going to have a chance to play in the Fargo But I don't think there's really that true number one team, Jody, where you say like last year, if Thompson didn't make the Dakota Bowl, everyone would have been scratching their head going, what happened? I don't know if there's a team like that this year in 9-man particularly.
1: No, and that's the exciting thing because I look at 3A, 2A, and Class A, and I kind of have a a favorite in each of those divisions. 9-man, it's like Boy, I could see my, my preseason number one getting knocked off early in the season <laughs> and not be shocked. Uh, so it was kind of like throwing, you know, darts at a dartboard uh to see what's gonna happen. And I think you saw as much in preseason polls and stuff like that where I'm like, wait, someone had this team up there and and I had them lower on the on the totem pole and and I had, you know, I have Kidder County in my top five and And they, I don't think they, you know, got in the top five in the preseason rankings. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Chase. And uh, I think that is what makes it exciting because any given night, a lot of these teams are coming in with, with confidence that, Hey, we can knock this team off and, 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 Yeah, I think there is a lot of parity.
0: So you got New Rockford, Cheyenne, number one, Napoleon Gackle, Streeter, two, Ray Powers, Lake, number three, Richland, four, Cavalier, five, receiving votes, St. John, Mayport, CG, and Mohaw, Lansford, Sherwood. And Mohaw, Lansford, Sherwood, and Ray Powers, Lake start the season off on Friday night against each other. So early on, we'll kind of get a top-tier matchup. But what I look at those teams, Jody, it's well-balanced. It's not one particular region, so to speak. Sometimes you might get region one, which is really heavy, outside the other regions or vice versa. But also this year, there's only four regions instead of six and nine, man. So uh, it's kind of going to be probably more spread out than in recent years.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the interesting part about it. Like you said, I mean, we we go from six to four, and I think it's, what, 10 less teams or somewhere yeah. around yeah, there.
0: 42 to about 36 now. Yeah, yeah.
1: so less teams. So it, it'll be interesting to see that the balance. And then once we get to playoff time, how that plays out because – you know, usually we'd say, oh, this region's a lot stronger. Uh, this year, I don't know if we can really kind of pinpoint that until we get into the playoffs and see what these teams are able to do. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of have it spread out all over the map, just like a lot of people have as far as this team's strong, this team's strong, this team's strong in this corner. Uh, but You know, we really won't know until the playoffs roll around and say, wow, that region was a lot better.
0: So uh, last thing for you, let's put you right on the spot. If you had to choose a title team today – is it New Rockford, Cheyenne? Is it Cavalier? Is it Richland? If you had to choose a team today, I per, I personally put Ray Powers Lake number one just because they were a semifinal team from last year. They got a, a experience at the Class B state tournament, so they're bringing some yep. athletes back. They got a good offensive line with some guys who can pave the way. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the Ranchers, but, Jody, if you had to pick a team today to say they're going to win the Dakota Bowl before a game starts who would it be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have Ray Powers Lake right up there, uh, but I also have New Rockford Cheyenne. I just, I know they lost their quarterback, and I know that's going to hurt a little bit, but uh, with an athlete like Bo Belquist in nine man, uh, that, that's. He's a pretty dangerous weapon out there in open field. I, I think he's going to help push them over the edge, and I think they have a, enough returners to kind of get them over the edge. But I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, this is a hard one to pick, Chase, so <laughs> don't hold me to it. But right now, I have New Rockford Cheyenne as my number one team with Ray Powers Lake at two. Uh, so I could see those two teams meeting in the championship. But Richland, Cavalier, uh, you know, right behind.
0: I think a lot of chat boards are already going up right now, Jody, about our predictions <laughs> on,
1: on uh, that one. It, it's all in, it directed by like parents <laughs> and, and these kids that aren't in the top five. And right no. have a great season and make us look funny. That, that'd be the best part. So from nine man
0: to class a and class a, you get some teams who moved up. You got some teams that moved down. So you have some newness to it as well. And in region, you have region one, two, three, and four. So similar to nine man, you have eight teams in each region, four regions. So, Coming in, I think, Jody, Langdon area and more Munich with just what they return at the quarterback, with what they're bringing back in the skill positions, a team that went 12-0 last season, beat Hillsborough, Central Valley, and the Dakota Bowl. They're probably the clear-cut number one in a lot of people's minds, specifically with how the polls shook out. But who's behind the Cardinals, I guess, can be the question, because maybe then all of a sudden you start going, well, there's a couple nine-man teams last year that could compete. There's a Milner North Sargent team that was in the playoffs last year that's going to bring back a lot of players. So where do you see Class 8 kind of formulating after Langdon area and more Munich?
1: Yeah, right now I have Langdon and more Munich on top, like everyone would. <laughs> I mean, I think they returned 10 of 11 starters on both sides of the football. And I mean, Simon Romfo was absolutely outstanding last year, and then you know, when he has Grant Romfo, his twin brother, running the ball and, and catching the ball, uh, mind you, they're just juniors this season. Crazy. So, so put up with that headache for another year, Jackson Delvo, Sean Getty. I mean, the list of players that they have returning off that championship team is something else because they, they weren't just a championship team. They were undefeated, a perfect season uh, now to come back in class, A and I, you just expect them to dominate because Hillsboro Central Valley, the team they played in that championship game is now off to two ways. So their toughest competitor has moved on. But I go with Velva right behind them. I think Gage Florence is a terrific running back. Velva just year after year. uh, What they're able to do with that program is is always impressive. So I think Velva's in the hunt. Oaks, one of those teams from nine-man chase that moved up and has a lot of returners. Uh, You look at Sell, and then the quarterback – Yeah, you got Meal. Yes, Garrett Meal back. And uh, just with that one-two punch and then just a lot of returning starters uh, for that squad, I think Oaks is going to be right there in the hunt. Bishop Ryan, Bowman County are two other teams that I listed. Bowman County had a lot of success last year. And for me, that kind of came out of nowhere. They got my attention in a hurry, though. And Jacob Swyhovic, their quarterback, is back. Uh, So I think Bowman County could be one of those teams that you don't want to mess around with.
0: And you mentioned about laying an area at more munich. Just to go to Simon Rumfo as a sophomore, Jody, over 2,500 yards passing and 31. touchdowns. And by the way, they were able to avenge Hillsboro in the title game after losing the year prior to them. So you look at Langdon and I think a lot of people will say they're the team to beat, but you mentioned Oaks and Logan sell and Garrett meal. They combined for 44 touchdowns and almost 3000 yards of total offense between the two. Right. And, And I guess the biggest thing is for the teams that are going from nine man to 11 man. Do you think it's going to take a game or two? Because in North Dakota, you play on the normal 11-man field. In Minnesota, they shrink it down a little bit for the width. You're still playing 100 yards, 120 yards, but they shrink it down. So I I understand Coach Dobitz and obviously Coach Schwab up at the Thompson, they've been around the block to where they, they're going to have their schemes, they're going to be ready, but do you think it's going to take a game or two for some of those teams to go out and say maybe there's not as much space as a player that you're used to in nine-man?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a little adjustment for some teams. For a team like Oaks, I I don't see it being too big of an issue. I mean, uh, they have a really good returning offensive line, too. I mean, that's one of their strengths, uh, Coach Dovitz has said. I mean, Hunter Greenmeyer is a guy that's been starting for a while Mm -hmm. for them, and he's 225. Uh, They have a bunch of guys that are in that 210 to 240 range that I think are going to be able to move guys around. And Oaks is just one of those teams that I, I just don't get the vibe that they're going to struggle. Richland, uh, they're down to nine man, Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking of like those teams that would maybe struggle with that jump, and I think Richland uh, would maybe be one of those teams that would struggle if they had to make the jump. But um, Thompson, that could be interesting because they have so much turnover. Uh, we talked about that a little bit ago, uh, just with how many guys they graduated. Where not only are you replacing those guys but you're also going from 9 man to 11 man uh so it'll be interesting i mean these kids have played 11 man football before it's not like it's going to be completely new um but cuz they played it you know whether it be 7th 8th grade you know junior uh junior high ranks but um it it'll, it'll be a challenge but i think it'll be something that they quickly are able to get used to because all these players are still playing you know some of these players playing their first games on varsity and stuff like that so uh but those experienced teams don't get me wrong lane and emmore munich Has a huge advantage by (laughs) being a returning eleven man team and being the defending state champs.
0: So you got the Cardinals, their number one, Oaks two, Thompson three, Velva four, Bishop, Ryan, and Bowman County tied for fifth in the poll. Dickinson, Trendy, Carrington, New Salem, Glenn Allen, Allmont, and Shiloh Christian. Receiving votes and Jody in week number one here for class A. There's some, there's some schlobber knockers, as you like to call them. I mean, Oaks at Bowman County. Welcome to class A football tornadoes. You get to make the trip out west to play the Bulldogs, and that's going to be a Saturday afternoon game. But then on Friday night, Dickinson trendy at Bishop Ryan. That'll be a good barometer. And then even the Harvey Wells County Hornets, they're experienced. And they're going to Shiloh Christian for Shiloh Christian's first 11-man game. So the Skyhawks will get a little taste of what Class A and obviously Harvey with a well story program when you go back through their history. So there's some good week one matchups here, Jody and Class A. Oh,
1: yeah. You better have your eyes open. And even Langdon Edmore Munich getting a little bit of a challenge from Northern mm-hmm. Cass off the bat. I think that you know Northern Cass could could put up a little bit of a fight. It's Obviously, it's going to be an uphill battle. But boy, yeah, that Oaks-Bowman County matchup. I mean, that could... You know, that'll shake up the polls right after that opening week. And it'll be interesting to see where these teams are at. Oaks, going from nine man, how hard is that challenge to go compete at that Class A level? And you have two experienced quarterbacks. uh, So I think that'll help maybe limit the mistakes and make this, you know, Look like a, a midseason football game uh, for both these teams, so I think that's a great challenge to have off the bat. Like you mentioned, Trinity Bishop Ryan, I mean that is going to be a fun showdown there uh, in in Minot, and um, so I, I like that. I like that right off the bat. Let's get dirty. Let's let's have some fun on opening night, and there's really nothing like opening night. But when you have a matchup where you can knock off a ranked opponent, Chase, uh, your your ears perk up a little bit. The blood starts pumping a little bit more, and and uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: And Northern Cass probably one of the most daunting non-region schedules. You got the defending champion Class A, and then you get to host Kindred, who's going (laughs) from Class A to Double A. And Kindred last year made the playoffs, so I mean we're going to know a lot about Northern Cass early on. And Jody, there's Region One, so you got Oaks. Thompson comes in, Lisbon, Milner, North Sergeant. You look at some of the squads: Hatton Northwood going up from nine man uh, back to eleven man. Oak Grove there as well, Uh, Class Two A. A little bit of travel here with. Rugby, Botno, Westhope, Newburgh, Glenburn, Langdon, uh, Carrington in the mix, Grafton, Class 3, you got Velva, Bishop Ryan, Deluxe, Burlington, Tioga, uh, Garrison, Max, who were unable to play last year, I believe, coming back here in 11 man this year. And then in Class 4A, Trinity, Bowman County, Shiloh, New Salem, Keeldier, I mean before I even get down to Richardson Taylor Hebron, there's a lot of heavy makers in the past couple of years of 9 man or 11 man. So, do you think the regions will be just as balanced as what we talked about in 9 man with where these teams will shake up with some of the 9 man teams moving up to 11 man this year?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny to hear some of those names together because you're thinking about programs that have been successful year in and year out. So, I think it's going to be some really competitive regions, I really do. I mean, I I look at Region 1, and I mean, Lisbon is a good team. They have some guys coming back, but it's like, where do you put them on in the pecking order when you have Oaks and Thompson coming in to, to join the fun? Uh but Lisbon with with Jordan Sowers in the backfield, he's a he's a really talented running back. Hatton Northwood has a, a returning quarterback in Avery Thorsgaard that could be a difference maker for that team that's, you know, had their struggles, but but they're coming up and, and they might be able to to have a little fun in region one in class A. Um, but yeah, I think I think the balance is there. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. That last region that you just read off—I mean, when you're talking about Killdeer and you're talking about uh, you know the other teams that are out there—Trinity, Bowman County, Shiloh Christian, New Salem, Alma, Glen Allen—it's like <laughs> my Mother goodness, real, right? <laughs> have a fun time playing in that region week after week. I mean, uh, New Salem, Glen Allen—I mean, that's another team that's a lot like Thompson. Uh, obviously they have the pedigree the last handful of years. They've been absolutely outstanding with, with Zuroff and with Henke, at quarterback. Uh, both those guys are gone now, though, and, and they're going to have to replace a whole cast of characters. Uh, they're still probably going to be coming out of the cattle hauler, which is A-plus work, you know, walking out onto the field out of the cattle hauler. Um, but, it, you know, Klein, Coach Kleingen has a has a job to do out there. And Shiloh Christian, Jaden Mitzel's back at quarterback for, for the Skyhawks, so they have some returners there. Josh Lardy's back on the offensive and defensive line. But outside that, they might struggle a little bit because they lost a, a pretty good group there. So it's going to be interesting out there in the West.
0: So you got a Langdon, and I'll ask you the same question. I think we can all say Langdon's going to – Probably, I mean, I know there's certain people up in that part of the neck of the woods going. Jody and Chase don't say it. Yeah. They're probably going to be at the Dakota Bowl, barring what they're uh, what they have to navigate through the season, injuries and and playoff matchups. But if you take Langdon out, who might be facing them in Class A? Who might be the team that could be across the way that says, you know what? They want to knock off the, the defending champs. Could it be a nine-man team? Could it be one of these Dickinson-trendy-Bitch-O'Brien squads who've been close in previous years but just haven't been able to get over the hump of maybe the quarterfinals or the semifinal round?
1: Yeah, sick and true to my board. I mean, I'm going to go with Velva. I mean, I, I just think that they always have a program that is up there. They have the tradition. They have the championships, you know, over the last decade and a half. I mean, they've, they've won state championships. They've been there. Uh, Coach Sandy knows what he's doing over there. And and I think that uh, they're a team that that could be there in the Dakota Bowl again and fighting against Langdon Edmore Munich. I think Oaks, with what they return, Chase, I won't be surprised to see Oaks there either uh, competing for a state championship. But, I mean, that's a, that's a really good team that Coach Dobitz has.
0: Last thing for Jody, and I'm going to put him on the spot here a little bit because six-man football is a thing. By the way, this uh, Saturday, Drake and a moose at Drayton. The Bombers going from their co-op with Grafton. They're, re- they're bringing back their Bomber squad and nice uniforms, red, black, and white. And they got to play Drake and a Moose, which, by the way, you talk about travel. Look at the teams in (laughs) six-man. You have some long hauls on Highway 2 across the state. But there's seven teams this year, Jody, that are playing. And, you know, the North Dakota High School Activities Association made it clear that from AA last year there was 10. They wanted to make sure every division had 12 to be sanctioned in the sport. So six-man is kind of like what softball used to be. It's almost viewed as a club sport. They're still going to play the games. They're still planning on playing a postseason, barring what numbers and the health gets to that point. Yeah. But do you think six-man football in a couple of years could be on the agenda yet again and knocking on the door going, if five more teams join and the seven teams that are there now stay, that could be their own you know championship coming up here sooner rather than later, Jody.
1: I think what, where you look at it is some of those teams that have kind of struggled in nine-man or maybe even Class A that have been co-oping with other teams that say, you know what, let's give the kids a, a better competitive atmosphere and represent our own schools. You know, we'll go off, you know, like like Drayton did, you know, breaking off from Grafton. Um, now Drayton gets its own team, and that's pretty special that they have their own team. They don't have to travel a bunch just to get to practice. Uh, they can fight for, for that Drayton across their chest. Um, so I think that's just a cool opportunity that a, a lot of these kids – Uh, Are being able to get that now with the numbers. With I mean, you got to have coaches. You have to have staff to to help with everything. Um, So that's kind of a hurdle that you have to get over. But I think if these teams have success and the kids, the feedback comes back where the kids enjoy it, the families enjoy it that are involved. I think you're going to start to see a couple more break off. Now it's not going to get crazy. We're not ever going to have like a thirty to forty team six man division I don't think in in North Dakota but you know you could see it being like you know 12 15 maybe in the next who knows four or five years um but I think more and more teams are are open to it now that you know it takes someone to start it right mm-hmm. yep. it takes someone to start it and then you get a couple more on board like we did this year um you also have teams that have gone from w- when the realignment changed uh, you know, Laramore was in four wins. I think, I believe we're going to be going up to Class A, but they said, we don't have the numbers to compete at Class A. I can't remember if it's a two-way, I think it was Class A, right? Yep. yep. And, and they said, we don't have the numbers to compete at that, so we're just going to play an independent schedule uh, because these coaches don't want to put their kids... Uh, even though their enrollments are there, they don't want to put these kids uh, that where maybe they have limited numbers and be playing you know 12 or 13 guys and, and having to just survive a season. Uh, that that's not a lot of fun. So I think uh, uh, that'll be interesting to see how you know six man and teams that want to play independent how that plays out this year and, and what their feedback is for the experience that they've they've went through. Because for these independence team independent teams. They can't play in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and Four Winds was a team that made the playoffs last year and had a whole lot of fun uh, doing it up there, which is, and I think it was maybe their first playoff appearance ever if I remember correctly, Uh, so they had a lot of steam for that program, but now uh, being forced to make the move up, uh, they, they decided to play an independent schedule, and Um, we'll see how that goes and we'll see how six man goes. It's, it's pretty cool. I want to go out there. I I didn't get a chance to check out a game last year. I'd like to get out and just check out a game and see what that's like.
0: And to go to your point too, I think at any level, you don't want an eighth grader going up against a senior or maybe even a freshman going up against a senior, which, which is why part of the reason you're seeing some of these teams play independent schedules, but you're talking about six man last thing for you, Jody here. It's going to be a little different. It's an 80 yard field, not a 120 yard field. The width is a little bit smaller. Field goals are worth four points yep. because you don't have a kicker as much. If you're going to uh, kick extra points, it's actually worth two and you got to flip it. The two point conversion is then worth one and you play for 15 yards for a first down instead of 10, you play 10-minute quarters instead of uh, what you have now in 9-man and and Class 3A. So if you go to a six-man game, just make sure you look at the rules a little bit. It's still football. It's still going to be six guys going for six guys and trying to get into the end zone. But, for example, if you pass, you have to make a lateral movement, either a sweep or a pitch, before you can throw. And even the center is eligible to go down the field and catch a ball. That's what I'm talking about. So there's going to be some newness for teams, Jody, that maybe haven't uh, played six man or folks who haven't watched six man. Double check the rule book is all I'm saying before you go to the game.
1: I'm not even going to double check the rule book. I'm just going to have Chase Miller on speed dial (laughs) because you just rattled those off like you've been rehearsing all season. I was pumped for six, man.
0: I was pumped for six, man. We had the Drayton uh, Bomber head coach on a little bit a couple weeks ago. And you know what? He was just talking about how excited they are to have that that oh, football sure. team back in their program and the community response is really good. And former players from Drayton from years ago are saying, hey, we're glad the bomber, you know, name is back and the nickname is on the helmet. Which I think to your point and the final thing on it, Jody, is that the the communities and the schools that went down or maybe couldn't feel the team because they had a co-op. All of a sudden now they get to bring those nicknames and, and monikers that haven't been around for a while, maybe dust them off and say, Hey this is what this used to be like maybe when my parents or or maybe even to the point of your grandparents were playing
1: yeah and that's that's what i think the the most special part about it is is you're no longer playing you know for those you know Grafton Drayton kids it didn't say Drayton across anything it said mostly Grafton and spoilers you're playing for the spoilers and it's just a I mean it the the kids were used to it don't get me wrong but uh there's something about playing for your own community and having those fans come out and support knowing that you know we're playing for our own town pride and I think that's pretty special I mean that's something I got to do in high school I don't know what it would have been like if if I would have been involved in a co-op I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much and a lot of these kids have really had no choice.
0: Exactly, and a lot of those kids don't even know what it was to, to yeah. wear to wear those uniforms and monikers of their own. Jody, before we let you go, Mico Sports Network, Varsity Live, I'm assuming it's coming back again for a 2019 yeah. edition, so why don't you just kind of break down what Mico SN has got planned for the high school football scene in 2019.
1: Yeah, last night we had our uh, little kickoff show. We had a one-hour special for f- the football season, previewing North Dakota and South Dakota high school football, and then a one-hour volleyball preview uh, from North Dakota and South Dakota High School Volleyball. So that was really good. Uh, hopefully that – I think that will be posted online so you can uh, make sure to watch that. Uh, preview blogs coming out this week and next week for all the classes. Uh, have a podcast up previewing our first live game, uh, which is going to be Cheyenne at Bismarck High. So you're talking about a Cheyenne team that a lot of people are picking is – one of the favorites in the East going up against the defending state champs in Bismarck, uh, right off the bat. Granted, Bismarck, you know, not returning uh, very much from that championship squad. So we have that uh, live on August thirtieth, followed by our first uh, varsity sports live ten thirty to eleven thirty. Highlights, scores, analysis, uh, and reaction uh, every Friday night up through the Dakota Bowl, and then we have four live North Dakota high school football games and then a, a handful of South Dakota as well. So football every Friday night on the network. And you mentioned South Dakota, Tri-State, by the way,
0: back in North Dakota in Nye, yeah. man. So that'll be kind of fun to see that Tri-State area coming back with the Tigers as well. Jody, as always, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you at a stadium or a studio near you, I'm sure uh, a lot sooner rather than later, and uh, yeah. we'll be back at it again.
1: My pleasure, Chase. Uh, appreciate what you guys do for local sports and high school sports too, man. Enjoy the season. Thank you. And selfish plug,
0: Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page at Hankinson Friday night, 1047 Duke FM at 7 p.m. On top of that, enjoy the season.